You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. This is an Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program podcast in collaboration with the Education Hub at the Royal Children's Hospital. Hi, my name's Sarah Temby and I'm an Education Fellow in the Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub as well as an Allied Health Educator in the RCH Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program. Today we have Claire Laurie, who's a physiotherapist, working in the oncology team at the Royal Children's Hospital. Welcome, Claire. Thanks, Sarah. And we also have Sarah Grimshaw, who's a physiotherapist and currently completing her doctorate looking at new ways to promote physical activity for children with cancer during their treatment. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. And so today we'll be discussing physical activity in paediatric oncology. And Claire, we might start with you. When we say paediatric oncology, what does that mean? So there are many different types of cancer that children and adolescents can get. Uh, The most common one that we see is leukaemia, which is a cancer of the blood-forming cells. So leukaemia causes a large number of abnormal blood cells to be created, which affects the function of the blood as well as other organs in the body. Mm -hmm. Other paediatric cancers that we see include brain cancer, neuroblastoma, which is a cancer that is common in young children and develops from the immature nerve cells, Um, Sarcoma, which is a broad group of cancers which begin in the bones, muscles and connective tissues around the body. And lymphoma, which is a cancer that originates from the lymph glands. And there are lots of other types of cancers that affect children, but those that I've just mentioned are the most common. Mm -hmm. And so children, when they have these cancers, can receive chemotherapy, radiation, sometimes surgery um, and a bone marrow transplant to treat their cancer. Okay. And what is the role of a physiotherapist in paediatric oncology? Yeah, so physios are involved in working with children who are being treated for lots of different types of cancer. There are huge advancements being made in the medical and surgical management of childhood cancer. And this is fantastic because it means that more children are surviving cancers that were previously not able to be treated. It does mean, however, that there is a growing number of children and young adults who are living with the physical side effects of their cancer and their cancer treatment. And they often live with that well into adulthood. And we know from long-term survivorship studies that a childhood cancer diagnosis puts children at a high risk of long-term health problems and sedentary lifestyles, which can impact their participation and health-related quality of life. So physios are really important in managing the short and long-term physical effects of childhood cancer. Some of those impairments associated with cancer treatment can be prevented or at least minimised with the early detection and treatment. And this can have a massive impact on a child's function in the short term, but can also help them get back to doing the things that they love after they finish treatment. So physios also have a big role to play to help encourage and facilitate participation in physical activity as much as possible during treatment. And this can help children maintain their physical function and their sense of independence and connection with an active lifestyle, which is really important. And what are the common physical impairments that need to be addressed? Yeah, there are many physical side effects of having cancer, as well as the effects of the treatment that they undergo. So some of the things that we see are fatigue, nerve damage, weakness, uh, loss of appetite, and sometimes developmental delay from being in hospital. And they're really common across all the types of cancer. So our role as a physio is to try and lessen those side effects. So we use things like strengthening and developmental support, exercise, equipment prescription, and other things that we can do. We know that children with brain tumours usually require specialised sort of management in the short and long term, which can include relearning motor skills like walking and running, regaining their strength and general conditioning. 
and they also sometimes require equipment to help their physical function. Yep. So there's also specific rehabilitation required after surgery to remove a bony or a muscle tumour. So these children often need to have big, extensive limb salvage procedures and they need long-term rehabilitation afterwards. So in general, all children who are being treated for cancer benefit from remaining physically active during their treatment. Great. Thank you, Claire. And Sarah, what are the challenges in keeping children moving and active throughout their cancer treatment? Great question. There's actually some really big challenges to keeping children physically active during their treatment, especially given the length of time that they're receiving acute treatments, which can be up to and beyond a year. So it's not easy to be physically active in the hospital. Children are often confined to small spaces. They don't have access to their own toys and activities that they like to do. Children have lots of lines and attachments, and this makes keeping active very challenging, especially for little kids. In hospital also, they're not involved in the day-to-day sort of incidental opportunities for movement. So walking to the kitchen for snacks, getting dressed, getting up and having a shower and going for walks outside. Families often have to relocate during the treatment and children are isolated from their friends and their siblings. Often between rounds of treatment, families need to live close to the hospital. So their usual support and activities are not available to them like sport and going to school. Mm. So generally, children during their treatment are unlikely to be able to continue to play sport or go to school or kinder. And due to a risk of infection, and especially this added risk of COVID outbreaks, they can be even more isolated from their friends and family. Mm. And children undergoing cancer treatment can feel nauseous and unwell, yeah, so I'm assuming that could be a barrier to keeping children active? Absolutely. Cancer treatment can be really challenging for children because they can feel nauseated, dizzy, they can have lots of pain, and these are additional challenges because they just don't feel like moving at all. The impact of a child, uh, a cancer diagnosis on a child's mood and anxiety can really affect their motivation to participate in physical activity. So children who, aren't, who weren't particularly active prior to a diagnosis may be le- even less likely to want to do things. Alternatively, children who were really active and sporty may be distressed about changes to their strength and their function and the changes in their body and they be, may be really reluctant to re-engage with being physically active because their body has changed so much. Mm. And what is the impact over time for children not being active, given that their acute cancer treatment can last, as you said, up to a year? So this is a massive challenge because it's not just a week or a month that these challenges they're facing. It, It can be up to a year. So over time, this can really affect a child's confidence and their independence and really their motivation to move at all. Mm. So children can even start refusing activity as a way to regain a sense of control because they're in this environment where things are done to them constantly. So it's the one thing that they can gain a little bit of control over themselves and their environment. Mm. So children and families find it really challenging to maintain physical activity and see this shift towards sedentary activities over time. So without the support from professionals such as physios, families and children really find it almost impossible to overcome these challenges. And without the support of a physio, children can become more sedentary over time and they just find that movement isn't enjoyable anymore and this can have an effect on their physical development and their physical function. And it can also have this secondary impact on their connection socially with their family and the community. So treatment really is too long to leave physical activity until they have finished treatment. We need to address it more proactively. Yep. Um, during their treatment. And Claire, what is important to consider for health professionals working with children with cancer who are currently undergoing treatment? And this might be advice for hospital health professionals as well as our community health professionals. 
Yeah, so firstly, we want to acknowledge that physical activity is safe and recommended for children both on and off treatment. Families need consistent messaging from their healthcare professionals, so nurses, doctors and allied health staff, that physical activity is possible and beneficial and every member of the treating team can play a role in that, not just the physios. We know that moving needs to be promoted no matter how small that movement is. And sometimes this means reframing what children see as physical activity, especially for children who are previously very athletic. They may not be able to run or kick a footy, but they can still do other activities that are fun and beneficial. And promoting independence as part of the everyday routine is something that nurses can do and they have a vital role in us achieving that physical activity. So all clinicians can play a role in keeping an eye out for significant declines in function or specific impairments. It's so important that children are referred to physio as soon as possible so these impairments can be managed early. Mm. And what is important to consider for health professionals working with children who have finished their cancer treatment? Yeah, it's really important to support children to return to physical activity and exercise after treatment. It's really fantastic to note that treatment for childhood cancer is always improving, but we know, as I said before, that it means that there are increasing numbers of survivors of childhood cancer in the community. There are lots of long-term health implications associated with childhood cancer, and we know that these children are less active than their peers. They have higher risks of muscle weakness, poor bone health, as well as pulmonary, cardiac and metabolic conditions. So treating and managing these issues as early as possible is crucial to assist children to re-engage with an active lifestyle and improve their physical function and their confidence and enjoyment with being active. Some families may be really motivated to get their children back into sport and recreation, whereas others may be anxious about what their child can do and what precautions they should take. So families and children often need support to help them reconnect with community sport and school. From a practical perspective, clearance can be gained from their treating oncologist or if it's later down the track after treatment from their GP. I think it's really important to access support through the community, either through all ability sport and recreation, support to schools and kinder. And we also use the National Disability Insurance Scheme, the NDIS. And usually the oncology physios at the major hospitals are happy to be consulted if there are any concerns in the community. Thank you, Claire. That's awesome. And Sarah, as I mentioned before, you're currently completing your doctorate. As part of this, what research are you undertaking with the paediatric oncology population? So my research is really focused on exploring how we can get children more physically active during their cancer treatment. As we've discussed, there's many challenges to doing this and we really needed to find new ways and perspectives to try and achieve these children getting more active. So due to the really complex barriers that we see and the length of treatment, what we found is that giving once-off advice, just saying you should be more physically active and giving a home exercise program is often not effective and families need more targeted and ongoing support. So as part of my PhD, we trialled sort of from a different perspective, we were using behaviour change interventions, which we designed specifically for this population. And that involved giving ongoing support with a physiotherapist and the use of a Fitbit. And we helped in doing this, we helped children and families understand why it's really important to move. So giving them a reason to move. We helped them problem solve on the different ways that they can move. And changing, really changing that idea of what physical activity is. It doesn't have to be exercise. Good movement can be just taking a few steps of the side of the bed. It can be getting dressed. So really acknowledging that all movement is beneficial no matter how small. So using the Fitbit, we set really individualized movement goals for each child. And the child can monitor their progress via the Fitbit and really celebrate their achievements when they achieve their goal. 
And a really vital part of this intervention was the children were, the control was given to the child and the family. So they set their goal and they decide how, to, how they wanted to achieve it and what kind of movement they wanted to do. Some great research. And if you're happy to share with us, what are your results so far? Oh, the results have been really encouraging, actually. So overall, we found that children have been really able to find new ways to move through brainstorming and thinking um, re- that reframing of physical activity. And that having a goal and being able to monitor their progress on the Fitbit has really helped with their motivation. Also, as I said before, giving the, the children control over how they chose to move really encouraged the, the children and the families to take responsibility for their physical activity and gave them a really great sense of achievement in being able to reach their goals. So something that families are saying that it's a tiny part of their day that they feel like they've achieved something and that really helped their motivation to keep on with being physically active. So in um, feedback sessions, family have said that it's helped them to really prioritise physical activity and see it as something that should be done every day and that it's something that, it, that is achievable rather than feeling overwhelming or, or stressful. And what is the future direction of physiotherapy in paediatric oncology? So physiotherapy in paediatric cancer is still quite a new area and originally evolved in response to the obvious physical impairments that these children can experience. But we're often being referred these really far down the track. So it became sort of increasingly important that we took a more proactive approach because a lot of these um, the impairments we're seeing could be minimised or sometimes even prevented if they were treated earlier on in treatment. So we really need to shift towards more a proactive approach to screening for physical impairments so they can be managed early and we can avoid these long-term secondary complications. One example is a vincristine-induced peripheral neuropathy. So vincristine is a chemotherapy drug and the side effect of this drug can be a peripheral neuropathy and this can cause numbness and difficulties with walking and abnormal sensation and pain which can really affect balance and a child's ability to move. So if we can manage this vincristine neuropathy early we can prevent a secondary calf contracture which down the track requires lengthy expensive and quite painful treatments long term. So that's just one example of proactively managing something to improve the long-term outcome. To do this effectively, we need consensus on how we are assessing these children, so what outcome measures we're using and when. Great, so still are things to be done in that area. And what about survivors of childhood cancer and their physical activity? So there's also quite a gap in service when it comes to supporting children who have survived their cancer to re-engage with physical activity and sport in the community. And it's really, this is quite an under-researched area. So being able to implement new programs and working towards a consistent approach to service delivery is challenging. We really need to see more attention and research in this area. I think that's why we've been so pleased to see Sarah's research happening as well as programs that are being delivered across Australia. It's really great to see these advancements being made. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Claire and Sarah. And finally, what would be your three take-home messages? I would say firstly, the role of physiotherapy is vital in improving the short and long-term outcomes of children with cancer. And secondly, that physical activity is safe and recommended for children with cancer, both on and off treatment, and that all healthcare professionals have a role in promoting physical activity. And I think the third main message is that family and children with cancer really need professional support that's ongoing throughout their treatment to help them keep physically active. And we also need to ensure that their physical function is monitored so that we can treat the, proactively treat these physical impairments as early as we can. 
Thank you so much, Claire and Sarah, for talking today about your experience as physiotherapists with children with cancer. Thank you very much for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.